Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Hello Storyteller podcast. I am Melissa, and we have Meg. <laughs> I did it! <laughs> you did it! Oh, I didn't mess it yay. up. <laughs> hey, hey, it's your birthday, almost. Hey, that's it true. Is. It's almost your birthday, and I think by the time this comes out, it might be the week of your birthday. It Happy will be the week of my birthday. Yeah. Birthday Watch that out was my now. intro. Hi, I'm Meg. Nice. Nice to talk to you all again. Wait, Meg's Meg. here. In case anyone didn't know, Meg's in the house. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. You got me all amped up. Dang oh my it. goodness. How? I don't know. Maybe it's Dutch bros. They, te- they tend to amp me up quite a bit. My sheer but... presence is just enlightening, apparently. Yes, duh. Who, who knew? Oh my goodness. All right. So today... Today, we want to talk about sort of, I don't know how to, how to word this, like shifting, shifting content, shifting perspective, growing in your, in your creativeness, growing in your art, <laughs> your creativeness, <laughs> your creativeness, because um, I think it extends beyond just photography. Yes. No, I, I, I think we are straight up talking outside the photography box. Are we now? Well, I mean, then maybe, maybe I'll just take a backseat in this conversation. <laughs> no, I, it, it goes hand in hand. However, I feel like I, it will segue into how I differentiate yeah. the two, I guess. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. I think this was sparked by our conversation with Gina last week talking about, you know, sort of shifting photography focuses away from our children and onto something else. And, and if I you think, missed that episode, take a second, go back. Listen absolutely. To you totally good. should. Episode 84. Fabulous. Yeah. And then you should also make sure that you go check out her feed as well, because it's just inspiring. So Be Prepare to drool. Uh-huh. Make some Kleenex. Get a cup okay. of coffee mm-hmm. and just, or a glass of wine, whatever you want, and just sit down and enjoy because it's beautiful. So but yeah, I think in this conversation we had with Gina last week, we I think both Meg and I were sort of are, are I think we're feeling that we're in that sort of transition period of, you know, with our with our art about and and I think our businesses and our sort of focus because everything does. It ebbs and it flows and it changes. And I think that can be really exciting. It can be really inspiring. It can feel sort of scary because especially when you have sort of created this path for yourself that you think like, this is the path I'm going to be on. And then all of a sudden, maybe you start feeling sort of pulled off that path. Not not that you want to like leave the path entirely, but you just want to go for a little walk in the woods. And that can feel sort of scary, especially when it feels like you're being more pulled in that direction than maybe the direction you were going in to begin with. And so we wanted to sort of talk about that today and, and how do you, how do you use that as motivation? How do you use it as inspiration? And how do you sort of push yourself to, <laughs> to like be okay with, with change and growth? And so, yeah, I think if nothing else, the pandemic, we, we talked about this, actually, I think we have a podcast episode on pivoting your business, which was something that many, many people had to do in 2020. And really, I mean, from the, that point forward, and sort of like, when things were shut down, and you own your own business, like, what do you do, you have to pivot. And so there's a whole episode on that, we'll link it below, where I think it's mostly me sort of talking about how to pivot your business and still be able to make an income in a world that's shut down. And now our world is is more open now. But I think, 
I think that experience, I know for me, sort of sparked some different interests because when I couldn't do my main job, right, which was photographing clients because it wasn't safe to do so, I had to sort of like think outside the box of, well, what are you going to do? And how are you going to do that? And um, and so I know for me, there's been a couple of different things that have sort of sparked sparked my interest and, and actually sort of set me on a, on a different type of trajectory than than I sort of thought I would be going. Um, and it's still sort of photography based, but there's also sort of this itch and actually it sort of coincides with something that Meg has just been doing. So I might kick it over to Meg to start with, sort of talk about what she's been doing. Because if you didn't know this about Meg, um, <laughs> Meg doesn't typically take clients. That's not what she does in her sort of photography. I mean, she runs Hello Storyteller and she oversees that community. Um, which is a huge job in and of itself and on its own. Meg hasn't always loved client work. It's not really been something that she's been super enthusiastic about. <laughs> um, Don't say. <laughs> we, shot a wedding about everything. we shot a wedding together once. And that, <laughs> I, killed, I killed that idea for her. She's like, for, what and done. For a hot second, we were like, we should put together a, a wedding company. And then we were like, no, nope. <laughs> it's not going to work. Which is fine. Like, that's okay. Because that's something that, that inspires me and brings me passion. And it's not something that, that does, does for Meg, which is absolutely okay. But, so Meg took an interesting little leap. What, what was it January or December? Yeah. Uh, like January. De- December, I think, is when I, w- I went and did the thing. Yeah. Okay. So she sends me a message one day. And she's like, hey, I need, I need your help with something. I need your advice on something. And I'm like, shoot, give it to me. She's like, I'm looking at getting a studio space. And I'm like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Because in my mind, right? Like, okay, I could see like an office, right? Like an office space. So you want to get an office out of your house. I can totally understand that. She's like, no, no, like a studio space. I'm like, a studio space for what? (laughs) And she's like, well, I'm thinking maybe sort of (laughs) about maybe taking on clients. And I was like, ooh, I'm intrigued. Tell me more. (laughs) So Meg, why don't you tell us about your space and like what you ended up deciding to do? Okay. So initially I was looking for some out of the home office space. HS Hello Storyteller has grown so much bigger than I could even imagine. And, you know, working at home is no longer conducive. So I desperately was needing, uh, you know, a space of my own to think creatively and just be on my own and not be interrupted by anybody. Mm-hmm. Amen. Point. <laughs> and so I, uh, I was searching around my town and my town is small. And so I was searching the neighboring town, but you know, it's a little bit of a drive to go to the areas I was looking and to be the most productive I found this space in uh, my local downtown, and this one office was just magical. I mean, the lighting in it is just phenomenal. It is like floor-to-ceiling window, and uh, there is this particular office that had two rooms. So it was an office, and then within the office space was another room, so... Naturally, my thought is <laughs> office and studio. Duh. So, uh, <laughs> duh. Duh. But again, Mel's question popped into my head. Meg, the hell do you need a studio for? You don't shoot clients. 
But at the time, or at the fruition of my photography journey, I attempted to take clients. But as a lot of you might know, trying to learn photography and trying to learn a photography business is really hard. (laughs) It's hard to do both of those things at the same time. (laughs) It's really hard. It can feel very overwhelming. Very. And uh, not being comfortable with my camera, not being comfortable directing uh, clients, not being comfortable selecting my settings or uh, places I would like to shoot. Uh, Those are all the things you have to think about. And then, you know, I was still not shooting in manual mode. (laughs) So (laughs) I just had so much to learn and I didn't feel comfortable doing it. It didn't excite me. It gave me so much anxiety. I would just pray for my client to call cancel or I, or <laughs> I would like encourage it. It was, yeah, it was bad. Oh my gosh. I didn't even know that. That's Yeah, funny. the resistance was Are you was sure you want to come still? <laughs> yes. No, okay. I, yeah, right? Yes. I mean, it's been like 10 years now. So come on, give me some. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just imagining how that conversation would go. Like, reach out to yeah, the client. Yeah, yeah, oh. Are you still feeling okay about this? Do you still, do you still want to Are you come? sure? I mean, the weather's going to be kind of, oh, you don't have your outfit yet? Oh, we can be scared. Oh, oh it's, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> No, I will say this now, as much as obviously I just to sort of like jump in here with a little non sequitur, but like I, (laughs) especially this time of year, which is really funny because like when I'm in like my busy season, like I'm in the throes of shooting, like I feel really good about it. Like this time of year, it's, it's slow for me, which is a welcome sort of reprise reprise, but I find myself feeling the same way. Like I had a newborn session last week, which has been rescheduled multiple times because COVID ran through our house. And so I had to like reschedule it. And then it finally became the day and I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, too, because I do. And I think it's just anxiety. But like I the day of or like even like the day before, usually the day before I know I have a session, especially like this time of year before I sort of like get back into the groove of it. I do have this like sense of dread <laughs> where I'm like, I don't want to do it. But then I know, but I know, right, that once I get there, I'm going to be fine. Like, it's going to be great and I'm going to love it. It's it's all great. It's good. But there is that sort of like, you know, that sort of anxiety or just sort of like before I go to a session sometimes, sometimes more so this time of year. And I think there's something to be said, too, that like. What would be wrong there wouldn't be anything wrong, right? So I'm calling myself out and sort of like my reaction to Meg being like, I think I'm going to book a studio or get a studio. And I'm like, what are you going to studio for? Like, what's the, what would be wrong with just having a studio so you could be creative on your own? Like shoot yourself, shoot your kids, like shoot whatever you want. Like you don't have to, you don't have to have clients to have a studio if that's what you want. Correct. You know what I mean? So. So that was my thought. I mean, I don't have a clientele. I know I would eventually would like to build one because my kiddos are both in school full-time now. So I have the time to commit to that and venture into building a photography business, which you and I both know. I like business. Mm -hmm. I'm good at it. So uh, now that I have the experience uh, and I feel comfortable and confident behind my camera and directing clients uh and just being fun and myself um 
I would probably like to venture into that. However, I am having a grand old time playing <laughs> in the studio, um, shooting myself with self-portraits. I've thrown my girls in there. I just uh, recently shot Ella's uh, sixth birthday photos in there, which was super fun because I just finished painting one of the walls teal, my favorite color. Of course it was going to be teal. Before I even saw the color, I was like, I know that wall's going to be teal. Oh, you and then, me, friend. And then you showed, I was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Winner. <laughs> so uh, I liked it because the space is was all white. And mm. as much as I love that because the light just bounces everywhere and it's dreamy, I wanted the space to be very, very versatile and mm. diverse. And so I have a wall set up, a white wall set up with a teal velvet couch with lots of texturized pillows and uh, like coral colors and like gold yellow and uh, all my faves. And so I have like that space, but then I wanted the teal wall so I could have like a, basically like a backdrop yeah, uh, for clients, especially I would love to like one day take some couples um, and that could just make it pretty moody. Um, but also for me, like uh, in one of my former houses, we had it was more of a greenish wall, like a dark green wall. But I love shooting uh, at that wall because it just provided that beautiful backdrop. It was really bold and uh, rich in color and just kind of broke up my portfolio with um, some some bold in your face color, which I which I like to throw in there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I'm using the space currently for myself and for my girls and for you know friends if they want to play around or whatever. But I am starting to book some some client sessions to build my portfolio right now for the client work. So I am slowly kind of venturing into that, not, you know, jumping straight in, but I do mm -hmm. have ideas and uh, I'm, I'm starting to get my feet wet. So I'm, I'm very excited for the space. And I don't know, I just feel like a grown up these days. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds ridiculous, but. No, I think, but I think we all have those moments where like we do something or we achieve something or we put something into, into play and it's sort of like, like you feel like a legitimate, you know, like grown up. And I, yeah, and I think, you know, to sort of like bridge between our conversation with Gina last week and, and sort of Meg's experience now with, with her sort of space is, you know, you don't, first of all, you don't have to do, you don't have to create for anybody other than yourself. And I think sometimes, especially if we, you know, if you're working or you're running a business, you sometimes feel like you have to justify like your hobby. Um for it to be like an income earner or, or something of that nature. And, and you don't have to. And I saw something the other day too, it was on Instagram that said something like, can we, can we dispel the notion that you have to be good at your hobbies? <laughs> 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 you know, that it's okay to love something and not be good at it. Like it's okay to, to love something and just do it because you love it and know that like, I'm not the best at this and that's okay. Like, it's all right. So I feel like that's important to put out there too, that, you know, you can do things that bring you joy or bring you happiness or bring you peace and not be excellent at them. And that's also okay. And it's okay to try something and then figure out like, I don't like this. 
And, you know, I look look Megan as an example, you know, I think a lot of us when we get into photography feel like, okay, well, once I learn it, the next, the next reasonable step is to have a business and to take clients, um, which is all well and good and great if that's what you like doing, but kudos to Meg for doing it and being like, no, I don't like this. (laughs) And then, well, cause I think about traditional (laughs) person, but I think about, you know, would we have Hello Storyteller if you had continued down the client path? Probably not because it's really would be challenging to do both of those things. And you can create a community and you can create things around the topic that you are interested in without actually having to do that thing as a business. Because and I talk about this a lot with people that I mentor and actually for myself in the East Coast Mag, we have a, an in-person workshop about sort of starting a photography business. And, and the first thing I say to people is, you have to be okay with like, have you really thought long and hard about taking this thing that you really love and turning it into something that's going to make money for you? Because it changes it. It changes your relationship with it to a certain extent. And you have to be, if you, you know, if you're not willing to, to sort of make that switch or you get into it and you realize like, no, I don't, it's changed it for me. Like I liken it to, in high school, I worked at a college for the food service company and I worked at this like ice cream cart thing. And so, I mean, I love ice cream, love it. <laughs> but then I was working with it every single day and I was serving it every single day. And it got to the point where I was like, no, like my family, like, do you want to go out for ice cream? Hard pass. No, I literally look at ice cream all day. <laughs> And so for me, it sort of like sucked the fun out of going to get ice cream or wanting to have ice cream because I just did it every single day. And it's that sort of thing. Um, That was my fear of taking clients as mm -hmm. I was learning because I didn't want to have that burnout or lose my passion for photography and for the creativity of it. So I, I just quickly, as soon as I didn't have that warm and fuzzy feeling of of going out and shooting clients. I was just like, Oh no, it's, it's just not time yet because yeah. I, I don't want to hate it. I want to love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's important to note I and mean, it's important. It's okay to be like, mm, I'm going to sit back from this. Yeah. Um, that's all right. So it's interesting too, because I mean, I, I love my photography businesses and it's something I a hundred percent continue that I'm going to plan to continue to do for as long as I'm physically able to do so. But I have been feeling this pull in the last year to to create some creative space and not just for myself, but for other people as well. And there's nothing really in my town or in this part of the state where I live that is available. The, the closest thing is either, you know, 30 to 40 minutes away or an hour plus away, you know, more toward, out towards Boston or like in the Berkshires, which is another like hour away. So like in my part of like central Massachusetts, there's, there's really nothing here. So there's definitely a market for it. And a couple of years ago, I I ended up meeting up with another person in town. She did like, um, like screen printing or sign printing or something. And, And we had this great conversation and I'd actually put out in my town's Facebook group, like, is there, is there a need? Is there a desire for like a shared creative space? And the response was sort of overwhelming. And I'm just, I don't know, I'm just feeling this pull to create this sort of like co-working creative space. And it's terrifying because A, there's not much. (laughs) 
there's not much around, but there is this. It's funny because from the outside, it looks like your typical sort of, you know, brick medical office building. Right. But it's a, it's it's new. It was just built in the last couple of years. I was under the impression that it was all filled up, like all the spaces were filled up. But I happened to be looking around at commercial spaces online last week and um, found out that, no, it's not. So there's like three or four floors and at least the second, the top two floors are completely empty. Like not even like they're just, there's no sheetrock. There's no nothing like there's electric and plumbing and all that stuff, but they haven't been built out in any capacity. And the, the good news is that there would be a ton to work with. The downside is that it's like quadruple the space I actually wanted. <laughs> so like I was thinking in my mind, I'm like, oh, like, you know, 900 square feet or a thousand square feet would be great. And these are like 4,000, 5,000 square feet spaces, which is way more than than I have capacity to take on. But I am just, I don't know. It's one of those things, like, I feel like sometimes I can be impulsive and sometimes I can jump into things and then afterwards be like, oh, why did I do that? But this has been like gnawing at the back of my mind for over a year. And it's interesting because my husband and I, I found this little plot of land up in Vermont in this town that was close to where we went to school and beautiful location, like just beautiful mountains all around, absolutely gorgeous, couple of acres and I thought to myself, like, oh, this like this would be a really cute spot to like maybe build one day. And then I was like, ooh, I could build like an A-frame. Ooh, I could like it, we could rent it out. It could be like this like creative community and like which is all well, fine and good and potentially yes, but it's also two hours away. And so I just feel like I don't know. It's just I have I feel strongly like when you keep coming back to something is the time when you need to sort of like investigate it. And so um, I had reached out to the real estate agent for that building and she had gotten back to me and I hadn't responded, but I think I am going to sort of see like, let's go take a look at the space because it's so customizable right now that, you know, it's got these huge floor to ceiling windows. This is very like industrial looking, which is what I want. It would be super easy to just like slap up some drywall and put some white paint on it and literally call it a day. Like that would be, that would be all that would have to be done to the space. But then you're talking about taking on, you know, several thousand dollars a month in terms of yeah. <laughs> oh, payments. Yes. There's that. Hmm. Which is a little bit disconcerting. So, you know, maybe it's the right space. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But I feel like I need to go take a look at it anyway and sort of like see if this thing is is possible or, or feasible because I do I do really feel like there is a need in this area for like a rentable creative space not just for photo shoots but for other things and I, I think especially now in light of the pandemic of so many people working from home like trying to find a co-working space where, like you could get together if you wanted to there's such a need for that and we've seen that in our town because it's come up multiple times so I just I just feel like I feel like there's there's an opportunity. And I think especially as a photographer too, I mean, as most people will tell you, if you don't have a studio, especially it's one thing I think if you live in like California where it like rarely rains and it's always sunny for the most part, living here in the in the northeast, I mean, for God's sakes, your weather could change in in 20 minutes. And so, you know, the ability to sort of be able to pivot really quickly and say like, "Oh, okay, hey, 
we can't do it outside because the weather's crappy, but we could do it indoors and have this like, and I want a space that feels large. Like I want a space that feels airy that, you know, could almost, almost sort of look like a, like a, a car garage, like a parking, a parking garage, like that sort of feel like it has that sort of like airiness to it. I just, I just think like there is a need for that here, especially in the, in the photography community. So who knows? I don't know. And it's one of those things where, you know, it's scary to think about because it's definitely like a lot of responsibility (laughs) to, to sort of make a commitment like that. And, And for the most part, you're looking, you know, I'm looking at, you know, like a two to three year commitment, which is a lot. Um, on the other hand, it's sort of like, you don't, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And, and how do you know, unless you try and, but those are all really scary things to consider when you have a family (laughs) (laughs) and, and whatnot. But I think, you know, I think if you are feeling pulled or feeling called to whatever it is that it's worth investigating, it's worth looking into, it's worth just taking the next steps and saying like, what's possible, what's feasible because you don't know unless you try and you don't know unless you check it out. And maybe I go and I look at the space and I'm like, oh, this isn't it. Like, I'm not inspired here. And maybe that's not it. Maybe, you know, the right space will come along. I don't know. But I think, you know, my kids are, you know, are, are older. And we sort of talked about, we've talked about this in, in other episodes too, but they're not super into me taking their picture. And I'm not super motivated to take their picture, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest. <laughs> you know, they're just, they're very focused on the things that they are focused on. And so that's typically like playing some sort of sport or, you know, playing Legos or whatever it is. And they're just not super inspiring individuals at the moment. And like, that's okay because they're growing and I'm growing. And so finding other ways to, for me to be able to be creative and have a creative outlet that's sort of outside of my normal day-to-day business of, of running you know, photography business, I think is important. And, and it's okay. It is, it feels a little weird. Like it feels a little strange. I I have not photographed my children since the beginning of the year. Like at all. I don't think I've taken any pictures of them on like my big camera. Uh, We're talking almost two months of time that I haven't taken a picture of them. And that's a real departure for me. And I, you know, and I see people around me doing these 365 projects with their kids. And, and there is this party that's like, Ooh, should I, shouldn't I be doing that? Like, shouldn't I be trying to document their, you know, our lives and whatnot. And, and then I look at those people in the ages of their kids and they've got little kids, they've got kids that are, you know, seven or under, and I've got, you know, two almost nine-year-olds and an almost 12-year-old. And that's just a different phase of life for us. So I think a part of it is giving myself permission to, to find other sources of inspiration, as Gina was talking about last week. And, and maybe it's not landscapes for me, but maybe it's something else. I don't know. But I think it's okay to, you know, to, to try out and see what inspires you. And, and if you're feeling pulled in different directions and that's okay. Like I, I've been doing more, um, still photography but doing more uh, like branding sessions and i really Love really it. like them so at them <laughs> every time i see them in my feed it just pulls me in i'm like ooh <laughs> and i really like them and it, it was funny because so when we when the admin team was together back in january you know we were taking pictures and doing headshots and stuff and 
<laughs> Laura, who I love, who, you know, does not mince words. As I, <laughs> as I was like directing people, she goes, wow, you're, you're pretty good. At, you're like really good at this. <laughs> and I'm like, did you think I wasn't good at it before? And she, she's like, no, I'm just saying. And I'm like, well, and so that was sort of nice to hear, but I just really, really enjoy them. And I'm in the midst of one right now. Um, and typically these branding projects, depending on what my clients want, you know, they, they take over a month in terms of like, you know, having multiple sessions. And so I'm, I'm in the midst of one right now and I'm just really, really enjoying it. And I, I want to do more of them because it's a, diff, it's a, it's a, it's a different creative mm -hmm. mentality when I'm working with someone to help them sort of capture their passion and their business. And it can be so different from person to person. And I'd love that's to really... have an episode of branding sessions. We can just chat about that. Cause I feel like you have a plethora uh, of information. To yeah. Have. Mark it down. Maybe that'll be next week. We could talk about it. All right. Mark yeah. it down. Yeah. Branding. <laughs> you know how I feel about branding friends. So I know, I know. I had a branding well, chat this morning. It was real fun. I enjoyed it thoroughly. We did. Well, it was funny too. So as Meg mentioned, my birthday is coming up. I'm turning 40. Woo! Yay! You go girl. Go girl. And so my husband, we're, we're not doing like a huge party. We're doing like a small dinner party at a local restaurant. And so my husband and I went to go look at the space earlier this week. And he was like, oh, what kind of decorations do you want? And I'm like, I don't, what decoration? I'm like, and he sort of alluded to the fact that he'd already gotten things. And I'm like, well, what have you gotten? Because we need to have a conversation <laughs> about this. I can just hear this conversation happening. <laughs> well, and so it was, I'm like, have you, have you talked to anybody else about these decorations? Because our, we have a, a good friend, <laughs> we have a good friend from college, Scott. And Scott's like very fashionable and he's very good at those sort of stylistic things. And I said, you need to talk to Scott. He was like, I don't need to talk to Scott. I'm like, didn't you talk to Scott before you bought my engagement ring? He's like, yeah, Mike, then you can talk to Scott about my 40th birthday party. Good plan. <laughs> Decorations. Cause Scott's coming to the party. In any case, I decided I would help him out and point him in a, in a direction. Cause I said to him, I said, under no circumstance, is there anything that should be there that says anything about being over the hill? Absolutely not. So heck no. <laughs> heck no. So I found a bunch of cute stuff. And so I was, I sent it over to him and it's funny because I didn't actually even pick up on it so much. And when I sent it to him, he sent it back. He goes, Oh, it's very on brand for you. Because a lot of it, it was <laughs> all tones. hello, blush hello. tones, blush tones, but it said <laughs> hello, like hello 40. <laughs> I love it. So I sent it to Megan. I was like, I'm so on brand. <laughs> But yeah, it's like rose gold, which is like my thing and like hello 40 and just very sort of like classy and and whatnot. And, very you know, tiny. that's that's sort of like part of the branding thing. And I and I love being able to brainstorm with my clients about it, too. And that's the fun part. So I'm going to save details about branding sessions for our branding session episode. But like that is a completely different type of photography for me than like shooting a wedding or shooting families or shooting newborns. And so like that is something I'm looking to grow this year because I find a lot of inspiration and passion in that. And it's sort of new for me. Yeah. Um, it breaks up the monotony of, you know, the everyday session that you're used to, you know, and it gets your creative juices flowing. Yeah. And it sort of takes the pressure off of me a little bit of having to like, make sure your clients cooperate. 
because I'm working, well, because I'm working, I'm working with adults, you know, and I'm working with them and they have a very specific sort of creative vision. And so it's really fun to sort of like dive into that and figure out the best way for me to sort of like showcase that. So I think, you know, that's, there's something to be said there about, about leaning into the things that ignite your passion, whether they are for income purpose, excuse me, whether they are for income purposes or not, doesn't have to be, but just sort of like giving yourself permission to let go of things. Like for me, it's letting go of, of documenting my, my kids every day and leaning into the things that for me and my, where I am right now are the things that bring me sort of passion and ignite my creativity and letting go of those other things and being okay with that. Not to say that I will never take pictures of my kids again. I will, but it will probably be, you know, it'll probably be much more spread. Like I'm thinking next week that I want to do a, a day in life, Ooh, that's you know, fun. because I find those really inspire me and it's great to get like a, you know, like a, a snapshot of our day in a way that feels really unobtrusive. And so like, that's something I'm planning on doing. So I think it's going to be more, you know, sporadic that I'll be documenting my kids versus like this daily sort of situation. I think well, a lot think of us just, ex- it's just accepting that your story has pivoted or changed or mm-hmm. whatever word you want to insert there. And, yeah. and that's okay. You know, as creatives that, that helps us grow and that pushes us to get outside of our creative box and our everyday shooting and our everyday thinking. And, and really push us to go to that next level, to, to really level up. And I feel like, Mel, that's what you and I have really been kind of on the path and on the verge of is this leveling up in our personal life, in our businesses, mm-hmm. as women, as moms, as everything. And, you know, again, it's the acceptance of letting go of that kind of adolescent mindset and accepting um this this new role and this new path and this new creative vision and and sitting down to plan it but also you know something i read today uh not waiting too long to to make movement and to go to that next step so it's okay to like sit and think about it for a while but don't wait too long because then it passes and it kind of crumbles you need to kind of think about it and then jump on it you know because Mm -hmm. there's risk to everything and you could fail and you could flourish and even if you do fail that doesn't mean that you're never going to flourish it just means you need to work a little harder that's all yeah so I think accepting the fact that we are growing up and growing <laughs> growing into our new creative path and kind of pushing ourselves outside of our creative box. And that's okay. And I like it. I think it's fun. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, can we can we normalize please doing these things at in your 30s and in your please. 40s? Because yeah. I feel for like God's sake. I'm too old to be doing this stuff. Like um, twirling around in an orchard at 6.45 in the morning. I'm thinking, am I too old to be doing this? And I'm like, <laughs> F it. I don't care. I'm doing it anyway. That's what I want to do. It brings me joy. I was literally beaming all morning long. Yeah. I wish I could. I'll just see if I can find it. Maybe I saved it. 
I, I saw this, this like little mini interview on Instagram with, I feel like it was an author and he was talking about, uh, about this concept of like doing things older, you know, when, at, at an older life. And I'm going to, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw this back to the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> well, if, interesting. if you are around my and Meg's age, you know, 30s, I would say between, between like 30 and 45, like somewhere in that range, then you probably really enjoyed the halftime show. The oh my God. I was legit. So excited. My goodness. I know it's silly. I so felt it was not long enough. Was it like too short? It was too short. Yes, absolutely. It could have gone on it was forever. Like five minutes. Like it usually it is only five minutes. I know. Jamming out the entire time. Yeah, but if you didn't like grow up in the 90s, then you probably missed that boat. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's what stuck out to me about that. You've got Mary J. Blige, right? She's yep. she's 56. Oh my God, is she really? You go, girl. Right? The, the, the average age of everybody on that stage was above 40. Yeah. And... It's one of those things where it's like these people. Dre was right? 56. I think I looked that up. Dr. Dre is 56, I believe. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Dre, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, <laughs> um, Snoop Dogg. No, I don't know about. Um, Eminem's got to be. Oh, who's the, other, who's the other guy? The newer guy that was there. I'm looking up. Oh, Kendrick. Kendrick Lamar. Oh, yeah. There you go. I don't. He's probably younger. I don't know how old he is. I, I don't think he's as old as the rest of them because he's newer. I didn't know his music. Yeah. But. Eminem's almost 50, fool. Right? He's 49. So I think I'm to myself, like, <laughs> right. So, I mean, I think in the music world, right, being asked to play the Super Bowl is sort of like the top, like the top thing, like being asked to perform in that venue with that many people watching you is like a, a huge honor. And I think about Kendrick Lamar is 34 FYI. Sorry. Okay. All right. He's so in the range, I, he's in the range, he's in the range, but I feel like all of those people, all those performers had probably, I would say, like, the height of their career success in the 90s. So you're talking 20 years yeah. ago, right? Not to say that they haven't had hits since then, but, like, the pinnacle, like, like the most popular they were was 20 years ago. Yeah. So you think about that, right, that they've had these careers for such a long time, and the height of their career, or the height of their success, right, if you want to look at it that way, maybe from some, some, from some measuring points, was 20 years ago. Being asked to come and perform at the Super Bowl at this stage, when like the majority of them aren't don't, haven't released new music in a very, very, very long time, is I feel like such a motivating and inspiring thing for people that are our age because it, there I is agree. always right. There's always this focus on youth, and there's always this focus on you know having to sort of make it when you're young. And why? <laughs> I don't know why, but I feel like the more people I talk to, like I, I think about someone like like Meredith, right? Who has this really successful, has had this really successful career in like the kitchen and bath appliance plumbing world, and who has also had this photography, you know, sort of side gig for a long time. And she just posted that she's going to photography full time. And I, so I love, her. I love Meredith. And so, it's you know, she and I, minor, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And so she and I were sort of chit chatting on the side and she sort of, I said, I'm so excited for you. I'm so proud of you. And 
and she was very sweet. She was like, you know, she goes, you're, I've been, I've been, a lot of my reels lately have been talking about like this concept of not worrying about how old you are and just doing whatever you feel like you want to do. And for myself, my own path, like I completely switched my career when I was 36 years old and she's very sweet. And she was like, you know, a lot of what you've been posting is like resonated with me and spoke to me. So thank you for that. And she's just, uh-huh. and she sort of said like, I don't know exactly what I'm doing and, but I'm, I'm tired of myself and I'm tired of how I feel in this job that I've been doing for so long. And I just want to push myself And there's no age limit on that. Like there's no age limit on that. And I think the Super Bowl sort of was like a thing for me where I'm like, I'm like, so first of all, I'm so proud of the people that are performing to play that they were like, let's do this. And they knocked it out of the freaking park. And I was jamming down in my living room and it was awesome. (laughs) And then, but it's also, I feel like it's such a motivating thing to feel like there is this slight shift of beginning to look beyond age and look at passion and look at ability and look at inspiration and that there's no age limit on that. And so it doesn't matter. Like let's, let's freaking normalize changing your career after you've been in it for 15, 20 years and moving to something else, like getting into your forties and fifties and deciding to try a new venture. Like the, Oh, what is it? The, that show on Netflix about the chess player, the chess player, the, the Queen's oh, Gambit. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was, I'm pretty sure it's that. So he, the person, like the person that wrote that show, I believe, I'll double check this. And if not, Eric can just cut this part out. <laughs> but I believe that he's had that script for 20 years. Oh, and had, he's sitting on it too long. No, 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 no. No, he had shopped it out over wow. and over and over and over again. And it was rejected over and over and over again. And then finally it got this place at Netflix and it was freaking huge. And it's just, it's just to say like, there's no age limit on your dreams. There's no age limit on changing your mind. There's no age limit on pursuing your passions. And don't let that be an obstacle for you. Don't, if you think to yourself, am I too old to be here? Like, don't, you're not, I guarantee you. Like there's enough space, there's enough room. And you know what? If you feel like there's not, then make it yourself. And do it because there's, I think now, like, I am so happy in my work every day. I have created this business that is successful and profitable that I'm so fucking proud of. And I just think to myself, like, if I hadn't changed my mind to leave a career that I have an advanced degree in, that I was in for 10 years, that I was planning on getting another advanced degree in, like, if I had not changed my mind and just jumped into the abyss, like I would not be here. And so I just do not let these social constructs of when you are supposed to be successful and how old you are when it's supposed to happen block you from your destiny. No, we only have one life to live. Like, honestly, these are things I've really honestly been thinking about because I'm really trying to live for myself. And for the things that bring me joy and happiness and not letting other people influence me much anymore. And I don't have time to waste worrying about what other people think. I don't have time. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I want to go twirl in the orchard (laughs) at 645 in the morning to watch my sunrise, damn it. And I'm going to do it. And I did. Thank you. Good. Yes, done. Mic drop. 
You know, so, so go live you your need, life, baby. <laughs> if you needed some motivation to do the thing, <laughs> do the thing. we're all we're all fired up over here. <laughs> do go do thing. it. Go do it. Do the thing. All right. Yeah. Okay. We so, support you. We do 100%. On that note, we're going to wrap up and say goodbye for this week, but we'll be back at you next week with a brand new episode. As always, make sure that you subscribe. We release new episodes every single week. Want to make sure that you're up on the know. If it looks different to you, it's because we finally updated our podcast picture <laughs> after like yeah, three buddy. years. Oh my goodness gracious. Thank you to, to Laura Fraze for taking that picture Thanks, for us Laura. during our impromptu branding session that we forced her to do when we were in Palm Springs. <laughs> she was not enjoying it no, at less, all. <laughs> less than thrilled to start off with, but I think did a really good job. So, she did a um, job, yeah. So that's our new uh, podcast cover, which we're super excited about. Yeah. Make sure you subscribe. We'd love to hear back from you. Feedback is super helpful. If you have ideas of topics you'd like us to cover or people you want us to talk to, you can always feel free to drop that in the comments. You can email us. You can message us over at Hello Storyteller. And yeah, thank you for listening. Have a spectacular day and a spectacular rest of your week. And we will see you next week, everybody. Bye, friends. Goodbye.